It's weeknights. Weeknights. (laughs) I told you we need a little ditty. And and there it is. But this is weeknights. This is where you get your daily, almost daily, dive into all things pop culture, entertainment, and a little bit of, you know, everything else. And I am Dash. And this is my lovely co-host. I don't know if I'm lovely today. I just woke up, but thank you. I am JD, aka He Who Pods, and good catch because I saw that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. Didn't how even much. know. Didn't even know I was going to see a live action right. dash reaction. You know what I'm I saying? don't even know how to uh, address that problem right now, but we will. <laughs> we will work it out. <laughs> yeah, no worries. All right, so it's Thursday night. And here we are. Here we are. There's some things to talk about on this here Thursday night. This is true. Where would you like to start, showrunner? Ooh, where should we start? I mean, are we starting with light and love? Or are we we just going to get to the mess? Because... You tell me, showrunner. I just feel like let's start let's start with something a little bit lighter. Let's start okay. let's start with Kanye. Oh, that's lighter. Okay. And Ty Dolla Sign and Northwest, yes, they released a music video. Yep, the so, daughter song. The daughter song. Which it took me forever to realize that it was Ty Dolla Sign's daughter who was also in the video. I just didn't know. I'm not hip. But now I know. He he is singing about his daughter. Okay. When they show the young lady. Yeah, no, I gathered that after the fact, but I didn't, you know, initially going into it, I didn't know that's what was happening. Because the only thing I knew about the song before this video came out was the part where Northwest says, it's your bestie, Miss Miss Westie. So, you know. But... It's out. The song is out. The video is out. Not quite the video I expected. Nope. Also, not quite the song I expected. Nope. So they played us a little bit. Although it does seem like it's a mashup of two songs. Yep. So maybe we weren't. Yes, it is. But maybe we're just easily, (laughs) easily influenced. Right. Yeah, I was wondering, is this the real video or is this like a preview? Is this just like, yo, we giving them a little something for right now, but the real video is coming? I don't yeah. know. But uh, I got to be honest. Uh, it felt like I wasted my three minutes. Oh, you feel that way? I do. I was like, okay. what is this? Why am I watching this? Like, I'm going to do something right now and th- this was my and, and I'm going to show you what my pain point with the video is. It's your bestie, <laughs> Miss Miss Westie. Don't try to test me. All up in the grill. It's a little bit too close to the face for me. It was a little too like it was uh the agita that started to kick in after a certain amount of seconds 
because I'm trying to visualize what's happening on screen and I can't. That was incredibly frustrating for me. <laughs> and maybe that just shows my lack of patience. But I was like, okay, pan out. Please pan out. I need to see the faces. Who are these people? Like, I'm so stressed because the first video that got released before that, before the actual, what, four minute video or whatever it is, Three minutes and seven seconds. Three minutes and seven seconds. There was an original video that came out that was a, a, maybe, I don't know, like 30 seconds long or something like that. A preview, if you will, of what we were going to see. And it was way closer up. And I was like, but what's happening here? Like, why do I see like people's molars and things? I just, I was very... Again, not the video that I was expecting because we saw Northwest storyboarding and there was a Lamborghini. There was a lot of stuff going on in the storyboard. <laughs> right. And I'm like, but okay, is she getting her hair braided? But like, what is happening in here? Is Kanye brushing his teeth? Like, I was so overstimulated by this. <laughs> so. We had opposite reactions. <laughs> you were understimulated. But I was just watching and was like, okay, I, I see the vision, but are we going to get an actual song here? Are we going to get an actual video here? Right. And the answer was no. To both. But I think even though you were understimulated and I was overstimulated, I think we came to the same conclusions. Because to me, it was like, okay, this is it. This is, and this, this is tricky because I don't want to, if this is the video she ended up doing, I don't want to tear down this little girl, man. Agree. So I don't even know how to give feedback on this. So I'm going to just be general and not specific. Yeah. But overall, I was underwhelmed. Overall, I thought it was simple. Uh, the visuals and the idea. And that's okay. But I didn't think there was anything spectacular about either of the pieces of the songs that we heard, because there's pieces of each song. And I didn't think there was anything super fly about the video we received either. It was it was okay. I think, and this is <laughs> this is not the same topic, but I think that this this proves something I've been seeing for a long time that over-the-top, big, fancy videos are dying slowly. We see less and less of that. And even the biggest stars keep doing very simple, straightforward videos. Right. And I was actually going to say, this reminds me of... I feel like there was a, a period in the 99s and the 2000s when you either got maximalism or you got minimalism like I think the first my first thought was like D'Angelo how does it feel or scream Michael Jackson Janet Jackson which but that was that was maximum right but it was it was maximally minimal the two of them in the black and white it's really just the two of them they spent a lot of money on that video. 
but that was, at that time the most expensive video ever exactly but the but it didn't it didn't have a lot going on and that's what i mean by minimalist i know i i know if we talk, start getting into budget and uh the details and things like that yes but i'm just talking about the fact that it was two people there you weren't seeing anybody else you were just seeing them um definitely like i said d'angelo gives me that same vibe you were only seeing him you know it's very it's very um straightforward um but i feel like there was like there were both of those things going on and i do agree with you that i i think i think things are becoming more minimal for most people but i do think the big stars are still the big women stars are still going for maximalism okay like meg the stallion cardi b you know i feel like those types of gals are did i say gals <laughs> i you feel did. like those, i feel like those are the people who are like really giving it to us and spending a lot of money there's clearly a lot of budget behind these music videos and even with the pop girls the same thing i feel like there's a lot of props and there's a lot of people dancing and all kinds of stuff like that so to me this is very kanye this is yeah this this is very much his personality but then that kind of begs the question i know we're trying you know we're trying to be respectful of the fact that you know the daughters were involved in this but i do have to ask is it that the adults, because the adults are the ones paying the bills and making the decisions ultimately, I hope that doesn't mean that, you know, Northwest Concepts got put on the back burner. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing because this is not the storyboard we saw. No. At all. Not she even had a little friends bit. friends in the video. She had cars in the Like, there was a whole thing right yeah so i'm wondering what's going on with that mm -hmm. i'm wondering will we still get that at a later time um and honestly i i hope so because if you're gonna let the girl do her thing let her do her thing right y'all have the means to if she want to play with music videos she certainly can absolutely and, and if that's honing in on if that's tapping into a part of her that you know, can open up uh, opportunities for her, then why not? Um, but yeah, I just, I agree with you. I don't, I, you know, it was under, it was overstimulating for me, but it was underwhelming. Um, but along the same lines with Kanye, I did want to touch on the fact that um, he's been, he wants, oh, yep. He's been openly discussing or post, you know, he likes to post text messages and things like that. But he's been publicly saying that I guess he's kind of being blacklisted. Um, he's saying that he's his people have been reaching out to venues for him to put a tour together. And he's having a hard time booking venues. And I guess. At that point, we need to ask the question, why can't Kanye, Kanye West, yay, okay? 
the what did they use to I can't remember the thing I'll they used say to there's, call. There's more coming. <laughs> there's more, but I can't even remember everything right now. But why is it that Kanye West cannot book a stadium or arena right now? Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I don't even believe it. I think this is propaganda. You do? Yeah. I don't think this is true. Yeah. But I hope he's not lying. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here all gullible. Like, oh my gosh, he would lie about that? Yeah, why not? Niggas no, lie about you're everything. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right. People. When I say niggas in this sentence, I mean people. People oh, lie about everything. It knows no gender. Yeah. Yeah. Or race. Or well, yeah. In this on, in this instance on, of people oh, lying. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it depends on the conversation. Yeah. And this one. This one, yeah. Yeah, I think he could absolutely be lying. I believe. Oh, mm hmm. Excusez moi. That was honest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That good was joke. not a lie. Okay. Nope. Our body was like, hey, I have to, I have something to say on the pod. You passed the lie detector <laughs> test. Okay. That polygraph is clean. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. My body was like, all right, I have something to say. Me. I have something to say about Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also really funny because I haven't done my nightly yawn yet. So meet you, you too at this time. My you know what I'm I stole it. I thiefed it. <laughs> I borrowed it. You can have it back tomorrow night. Oh, anyway. thank you so much. <clears throat> I think people lie all the time. I think this could absolutely be more propaganda, more marketing, more rollout, more um more media manipulation, more ways for Kanye to know that the blogs are going to pick this up, the yeah. Twitters are going to pick this up, and that the fans will see it and say, oh, man, they're giving Kanye a hard time. This is wrong. I'm going to make sure I buy a ticket when he comes to my city. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I agree that it, there's a possibility. Now that you say that, I'm like, that's absolutely <clears throat> possible, and especially coming from Kanye. To totally possible. But let's play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Give us the side if we do believe him. I gave don't believe him. Let's say we do believe him and the many screenshots we saw. What do you feel? Anti-Semitism. Please elaborate. Kanye has repeatedly repeated, repeatedly talked about how is him, God, and Hitler. Um... <laughs> Kanye has repeatedly spoken about Jewish people and their origins and their culture. At some point, when you keep messing with somebody, and there are a lot of, and there are many conversations that could happen outside of this one about the groups that you mess with and there there's there's a reaction to it right but we don't even have to go there we just need to know that if you bother somebody enough eventually they're go they're they're going to want nothing to do with you and i'm not saying 
I don't think that Kanye, I don't know what the reach is, right? So I don't know how far reaching that could go for a person so monumentous, so huge as Kanye West. Mm -hmm. So I think I would be naive to say that everybody's on the same page because I don't really know. Like, I don't, I don't know how far that reach goes. But what I do think could be a possibility is that venues are probably like, I don't want any problems with this. I don't want protesters outside of my venue. I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want any people coming into the venue. And then there's problems between um, visitors of the venue because of whatever beliefs they may have. Problems. I hope they're okay. <laughs> I hope everybody's you said, all right. You said problems and then the sirens came. Right. You didn't even know um, that your iPhone could do that. I had no idea. I know I know it does the thumbs up, but I did not know Same. it does that. It's a new effect. Sirens. Exactly. <laughs> so so I I think there is a world where this happens, especially when you're talking about people who control the banks and people who, you know, you know, like the, the reach. And people who own the venues. People who own the venues. Yeah. Like that's why I'm saying, I don't know how far the reach is, but I, I know how long the lineage goes and it is perfectly possible. Maybe not every venue. And this is what I thought to myself. I didn't think necessarily that he was lying about the whole thing, but I did think to myself that there could be a possibility that maybe it happened with a couple of venues. Maybe it wasn't all of the venues, but maybe it was a couple of the venues and he then used that to his advantage to say, oh my gosh, the 15 venues I reached out to, only two of them will let me perform there. And it's like, okay, Kanye, really? Right. Meanwhile, it was only two that said they would rather not host him. But... Yeah, I think it's perfectly possible that people are like, well, we're tired of your, we're tired of your shit and we don't want anything to do with this. And we don't want to bring any, we don't, we don't, there's been so much that has happened. Like, no, it's not a festival, but coming off of um, Astro World, and then there was another festival where there was an issue that happened. And again, I know festivals are very different from these arenas. But I think that similar things can happen, right? In, in, in venues where he loves that kind of rave atmosphere too, like the mosh pits and all of that stuff. And there, there's a safety issue that comes with yeah, that. Yeah, and liability. So much liability on top of the fact that people are probably just like, why would we let you come here? When you've continuously proven that you have no regard for us and by us you know i'm just talking about i'm not talking about myself but that's what i would think if it were true that would be the first thing that i would think because black people are forgiving black people still don't buy the tickets yes too forgiving too forgiving sometimes but uh, but when we like a person we'll forgive them for a lot of bullshit yeah, and we'll go, we'll buy the tickets, you know. And we'll we'd be go. like, I mean, he smacked my mom. Yeah, it's true. But but right. she was kind of being a bitch, though. So maybe it's all right. Maybe. That is very common. So I don't think it's that. 
Me either. You don't have any thoughts on that? I gave you my side already. I think he's lying. Oh, yeah, he's... Well, but then you asked, what is the other side? So I'm just curious. Well, I was doing that for the audience so they could have, you know, both sides. That's true. You're right. Balance. In all things. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure Kanye will be able to cobble together a tour. He could just I'm do Sunday service. Sure Kanye will, will tour. He could just do Sunday service. He could just do it on like some um like a dusty dusty desert or something. I don't I don't know. A dusty desert. Go to the Poconos or something in the woods. Kanye wants to have concerts in the woods. Like I could totally see that. Like you know what a venue okay, I'm 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 going off on a tangent, but a good venue for Kanye would be Red Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyway well, we can talk about that another time. if y'all are looking for concert venues call me uh -huh. <laughs> I've got some ideas no connection but ideas listen okay sometimes all you need is the idea to get the ball rolling that's true mm -hmm. well let's get rolling to our next topic alright babies Come on, my babies. It's time. It's time for us to talk about all the babies and my babies and everybody's babies. But definitely my, I mean, that is my baby. <laughs> Yo, what, one thing Monique gonna do is baby you. <laughs> yep. That's one thing. That's one thing. So Monique was on Club Shay Shay. Yep. Club Shay Shay is is listen, okay. I didn't know that I was gonna. I didn't know going into twenty twenty four that I was gonna be watching Club Shay Shay every week. I just wasn't on that my makes me card. happy though. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I like that that Club Shay Shay is flourishing in this way. There's some things I don't like, but we'll get to it. But I do like that Club Shay Shay is is hot right now in these streets. Yeah, it is. It is. And I feel like everybody's everybody's watching. Maybe not as many people that watched Cat Williams, but just in general, I I'm seeing people, people I follow, people I never heard talk about Club Shay Shay before are like, Oh yeah, this Monique interview and this this, you know people are it's it's definitely more on people's radars than it probably was at the end of twenty twenty three. Absolutely. Actually just uh that's why I put the specs on to pull up the episode. Yep. Sorry, somebody buy me a coffee, goddammit. I mean, listen. Listeners and viewers, my cash app is... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, if he gets a coffee, I won't. You want a coffee, too? <laughs> of course. Of course. Damn. Yes. Look, look, look how you do us. You're With an extra espresso. Wow. Wow. Look at that. All right. No, I put on the specs to look up the episode. Um, yeah. It came out a day ago. Mm. Um, it's about to hit 48 hours, actually. And uh, it's at 5.1 million views. That's a lot of views. It's doing spectacular. Yeah, it is. So, so you know, he's, he's I mean, definitely... mind you, Usher was eight days ago. That's only at 2.6. Really? 
Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, tomorrow. Cat Williams is now at fifty-seven million. All right, I'm done. That's it. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so I was gonna say something about Usher, but we could talk about it off, talk about it off pod. Um, so Monique does this interview. It's almost like Cat Williams Part Two. Yes, but not funny. You didn't think it was funny. Okay. I think Cat think- Williams brought his bravado, his charm, his goofiness, and used all his performance powers. Get it, get it, get it. You about to yawn. I, I, I stopped it. Stop! <laughs> I did. I can't believe you caught it, too. I was trying to hide it. I saw you. You was like... <laughs> and I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't think that's Probably good not. for you. I do that too sometimes. Especially like, like I'm on the train, I'm holding on to the pole and I got a bag, I'm like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Scary um, I think Absolutely. New York vibes. I think Cat Williams brought all of his powers, every all of his um tools and new what he was going to do, one. And mm-hmm. two, knew the best way for people to receive it. There it is. They go to yawn. Yeah. Hold that one in. Oh, my gosh. Where they could send our coffee. I mean, Cash App <laughs> is... No, I'm just... Right. Um, um, I think he bought all of that and knew he had a plan and knew he wanted to deliver a certain message and knew this is probably the best way for it to be received. If I use my charm, my jokes, my wittiness, Mm. and use all of that, it'll be better received and more entertaining. I think he understood the entertainment aspect better than Monique did. Although Monique came with lots of information and receipts, we did not necessarily get the same level of entertainment which is why I don't think this will have the same level of virality because part of going viral is that that gasp, that entertainment aspect, right? Where it's like, yo, yeah. y'all see this? I got to send this to all my friends. This is crazy. And I don't think we got the this is crazy part so much from Monique is in comparison to Cat Williams. Not, And I'm not saying that she did a bad job. I'm just saying I think this was a very different delivery than Cat. Mm-hmm. It was. Well, she said that she's two different people when it comes to, like, real life or even what she was doing sitting in an interview versus her being on stage. She was like, that's a completely different... She said yeah. it's me, but it's not the same. Yes, so she, she did made that. that very clear pretty early on that if you were expecting a performance from her, that's not what she came to do. However... I do believe that she attempted to perform. Maybe it she, didn't res- she, she went in there a few times and, and turned it up. Right. Maybe it didn't resonate the yeah. same way Cat Williams did. And maybe, you know, maybe with Cat Williams, it was more of he wasn't looking to split the personalities up. 
So for her, it kind of, you had like these little peaks of, you know, the Monique that's on stage, right? But for the most part, you know, she was, you know, in mama and daddy mode, which is different from her being on stage and cursing and, you know, saying flagrant things and whatever. So I can understand where you're coming from with that. But I do think she tried. I think I think once she got comfortable, which she said it and everybody says it, that Club Shay Shay seat, they sit down and they have a couple couple sips of that cognac. And they're like, all right, well, let's get into it then. So, yeah, I think that that was, I think it was clear that she had to warm up a little bit too before Mm -hmm. she really, you know, got into things. She said she wasn't going to talk about the D.L. Hughley thing. She said that was not on her agenda. I don't believe her. I believe. Well, she spoke about it, so it don't matter if it was on the agenda or not. (laughs) I just, I was like, girl, you weren't going to talk about that. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's on the agenda or not. It was, it was discussed. It was one of the biggest, it was one of the biggest things in terms of Monique. It's one of the biggest things that has happened in the last few years with Monique. So yeah. I wouldn't, I would have been surprised if she didn't talk about it. But what else did you think? Were there, were, were there any standout moments to you? Uh, I think there were a lot of interesting points. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be honest, this interview dragged. It, it felt like a long time. When I was watching Cat, I was so entertained that I like paused it to grab a snack and was like, oh man, that much passed already? Oh man, that much passed already? Wow, we're almost done? Wow. Uh, not the feeling I got with Monique. I was like, all right, I know this is almost done because this has been a long time. And I pressed pause to see how much was left. And man, I was only halfway through. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is a lot. And I think that was because of the serious tone that most of the interview had. Because it was not jokey-jokey. It was not silly and playful. And that's okay. But then maybe we don't need three hours. Or maybe we need a part one and part two. I don't know. This is me personally speaking. I didn't, I didn't really know it was going to be three hours. Um... It definitely felt like three hours. Uh, And so that's number one. Number two, another thing is, I thought it was really interesting that not only did she have a a voice recording of Tyler Perry admitting his wrongdoing, but she played it for uh, Shannon Sharp. That stood out to me. And I'm going to tell you why it stood out to me. Because that's some shit I would do. (laughs) Okay some shit I would do. I'm totally like Alright, so I just want to play this for you real quick. This is this is right here what's about to play is when Dash said blah blah blah. Mm. Here you go. <laughs> okay. You hear that? You hear Dash? You hear that? Yeah, that's that's what she said right there. But I would only do that when Dash is fronting. And really, I'm a little different. I like to do it to Dash. I would prefer not to do it to the general public. I would prefer to be like, right. but Dash, you don't you didn't say that? Okay, please hold. You remember this? You hear that? That's you right there. You hear it? It's loud and clear on the speakers. That's not you. You ain't say that. It's not AI. 
Okay. Not you, AI. You, you still don't remember? You know, these, these days, I wonder if the laws are going to change because these days it could be AI. Yeah, but that one AI. But I thought that stood out to me. Um, I also did not know some of the Oprah stuff. I didn't know Oprah had her family up there. Um, that was foul. I didn't know that either. That was foul. Uh, and I'll be honest, I forgot she won an Oscar. She did. Precious. Came on me for that. Yeah. And it is really sad. I agree. It is really sad that someone who has won an Oscar, their career doesn't look like it. A lot of times the people who win an Oscar, we see, like they mentioned in the interview, kind of like that's a pivotal moment where now yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm into yeah. a whole nother stratosphere. And we did not see that from Monique. Um, and I hear her about taking accountability, but I think also... Monique got to be a little real with herself. Some of the things she did, it's not it's not the nicest thing to do. Like she went on a whole bit about talking about how she does not do free press. She does not work for free. I understand that completely. A lot of us feel like, yo, I'm not doing shit for free. And that's your right as an American citizen. But sometimes you have to understand the nature of relationships Right. Mm -hmm. If I if I want to have a relationship with Jay-Z, there's going to be some times I'm going to have to do some shit for Jay-Z that, you know, he's probably not going to pay me for. Or he might say, hey, can you can I, can I pay you half of what I normally pay you? If you want to continue a long lasting, flourishing relationship with Jay-Z, then you might have to do some of those things. Now, I'm not saying you should let Jay-Z straight up abuse you and you should just do eight months of free work as an intern. No. But there are going to be some times where like, yo, man, come come do this for me real quick. Because at some point, you're going to want to say, hey, Jay-Z, I would like you to do something for me. And when he and when that time comes, he's going to say, hey, but I asked you for a solid. You ain't give me you ain't give me that solid. I'm old. That's why I say solid. <clears throat> but he's going to say, I asked you for a favor and you didn't yeah. give me the favor. Why, why won't you do my my favor? Now, in turn, you say, hey, Jay-Z, I see y'all about to do this super fly, super bullshit. I want in. You're going to say, no, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. When I asked you for a favor, you ain't do it for me. Why would I now give you the biggest look of your career? So I see both sides is what I'm saying. I'm not saying Monique is wrong. She's absolutely right. She gave receipts. She, She mentioned a lot of names that we could go call and go look up. And yeah, man, I lost count of how many names were mentioned during that that interview. Which I respect. I understand that people today feel like they have to back things up. They got to say, hey, go back to November 7th. Mm-hmm. We were still recording Let's Have a Real Conversation podcast. And look at what Dash said when she scratched her nose about 10 minutes in. I made all of that up. But- I'm smiling, though, because when you watch back the videos, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but when you watch back the videos of her and her husband responding to D.L. Hughley's response. At one point, her husband goes, let's have a real conversation. <laughs> I saw that too, yeah. 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 So I think, that, I think that that's really smart to do, and I understand that people feel like they have to do that in this current climate. But mm-hmm. I also see the other side, where yeah. it's like, hey, you got to kind of understand relationships. In the Arnold Schwarzenegger Netflix doc, he speaks a lot about the word schmoozing. He said when he came to America, he had to learn how to schmooze. 
He said, this is when you go and you drink with people and you hang out with people and you build relationships, not because you like them, but because you have goals you want to accomplish and schmoozing and getting in good with them is how you are able to do that. And he says in the doc that that's how a lot of shit he tried to accomplish was, especially when he was entering a new arena, when he went from bodybuilding to acting, when he went from acting to politics. He said, I had to go schmooze. Yeah. Had to go schmooze. Now, that's a really old way of saying I had to go network. I had to go politic, right? And whatever term you want to use, it has a value to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying you got to kiss ass to get ahead, but sometimes, right? Well, that's true. That's not what I was going to say, but that's true. But sometimes you have to understand the balance of things. Sometimes there's a little bit of give or a little bit of get. Okay, and now I'm not saying that she's wrong. I'm saying, I just want to reiterate because I know how the comments work and YouTube works, but I'm saying that I understand both sides of certain things. Now, you having my family up there when you only ask me about my brother. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that. It's a whole different ballgame. I didn't like that. Whole different ballgame. But some of the things that she mentioned, I think, do fall into what I'm saying, where, yeah, I see that you're saying, I don't want to do this press for free. Y'all keep asking me, fuck you. I'm not doing it for free. But I also see the other side where it's like, yo, we we trying to get the Oscar for you. You probably going to win this Oscar. Well, then come do this press for free for a few days. I'm not. And, I'm not, and, and that's her choice. She had a choice. She made a choice. But then my problem, and then I'm going to shut up so you could go. My issue is if you made the choice to not do the press, then you got to be ready for whatever comes after. It's a game. It's a game. The Hollywood whole, the whole thing in Hollywood is a game. Any major industry, there's a game to it. And if you don't play the game well, they're going to stifle you. And I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's pretty standard that when you're in a movie, you don't get paid for press. You, it's part of and maybe I'm wrong, and please. No, she spoke about it. She said, because Shannon Sharp asked her, what were you contractually obligated for? And she said, I was contractually obligated to do the film in a United States press run. And I did that. But then they kept asking me to do an international press run. Okay. And I told them I got no problem doing it. Well, first she said she didn't want to do it. But then they kept asking and asking and asking. And then... Her husband, was, who was who's her manager, asked them, is there some kind of dollar amount attached to this? And they said, no, we're not paying people for press. And even later, Tyler Perry tried to convince her to do it, she says. And he also was like, nah, we, don't, we ain't paying people. And she was like, well, then I, I, don't, I don't work for free. But she did do, according to her, I, don't have, I didn't see the contract. But according to her answer, she did do the press she was contractually obligated to do. Okay. And that's and and that's what I'm saying. If if I'm not mistaken, when this first came up, I don't remember where I heard this, but I remember someone talking about this in more detail and saying this that's pretty standard, right? Like along with your contract that you know, you're going to get paid x amount of dollars for whatever and then you're, you know, you're expected to do press. But 
the press is not necessarily what you're getting paid for. It's just, it's mutually beneficial for you to do press. And the person made it seem like that's pretty common practice when it comes to movies. Um, they said, I don't remember where I heard this, but it had to be somebody I, I trust in terms of like information. Cause I remember them talking about like even, even huge movie stars are, I mean, and, and there's the problem with talking about huge movie stars is that they're getting way more money than everybody else. So doing some press yeah. is not a big deal to them because right. they're getting paid 10 times over and it, it balances itself out. But it was my understanding that even the biggest of stars that's built into your contract that you have to do press. I know that since that has come, since it first came up, like you said, she said that she did what she was contra contractually obligated to do. That is not what we were told by the powers that be uh, when this first Lionsgate. came up. Lionsgate and Lee Daniels. We we were told something very different, um, and that she was being difficult, and that she didn't want to do the press, and that there were events that she did not attend. Um, and I again, it's it's her word against theirs. I don't. I mean, I'm sure there's receipts, but we don't have them. Well, so Lee Daniels publicly apologized. So there's he public, that too. right? You're right. He did publicly apologize. So I. I I agree with you. I th I'm 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 just thinking about I've worked in sales for over a decade and you've got to in order to listen, people will spend money. People are willing to spend money or people are willing to do whatever the thing is that you need them to do, but you have to be able to finesse the relationship. If you don't finesse that relationship, it 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 does not work. So even with her challenges that she's had, with working with people where people have said that she's difficult to work with sometimes your inflexibility is what people deem as difficult to work with um it may not be that you're cursing everybody out or you're telling people off or anything like that or you're high on set or whatever it is that people do but it could simply just be your inability to bend and it's complicated for me because to look at her be a black woman, be in the the space that she's in, having won an Oscar, um, having had such a long career, it's like on one hand, I want to say, well, you know, get what you deserve, right? But on the other hand, it's like, I get it. I work in corporate America. Of course I know what it's like to have to do things that you don't want to do. Right. And, and, you know, kind of just have to figure it out and, and, you know, hope that at some point you can get to the level where you don't no longer have to do that. Um, and it's unfortunate, but it's something that we encounter as people of color I think in any workspace. Yeah. I don't think it's specific to corporate America. I don't think it's specific to Hollywood. I think it's just specific to being a person of color in in America. Like you're all, 
always going to run into some challenges when it comes to things like that. And you're going to find yourself in, in situations where they're going to want you to bend. It's your decision if you choose to or not. But there are consequences to not being flexible, whether we like it or not. So I don't know. I I know we're running out of time, but I I, I do... I wish her well. Like, I want her to succeed. I don't... My mom said to me, (laughs) she watched some of it, and she said, she's having the same conversation again. I just don't understand why she's having the same conversation again. Well, if if, if, if it hasn't turned the tide, if it's continuing to be this pain point, then... I guess you do have the conversation again. Also, Taraji brought it up. Yeah. In a matter of speaking. It resurfaced because of Taraji. Right. So (laughs) she was able to say, hey, look at what I was saying. Here's here. I tried to tell you guys and you guys didn't want to listen to me. Yeah. And she feels that there was an injustice. And it seems that there was based on what she said and what, what, what she quoted and all of those things. So if there's an injustice, I yeah, I totally get continuing to bring it up. Yeah. No, me too. Um, I know that there was more we had to say, but I think we might have to uh, finish that tomorrow. Yeah. On the next episode of Weeknights. Yeah, our time is up. We got to go. Yep. So right. we'll see you all tomorrow night. Bye. <laughs>